We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, everything, everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. Some days I really wish I was a kid again. It's not it. You are really bad with lyrics. <laughs> this, put it. it is some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. You sure? I'm 100% positive. Lyrics.com. Okay. I'm just is saying. It lyrics 365? It's, I, well, I used to go to AZ Lyrics. That used to oh, be like yeah, the first yeah. one that came up. I really hate when they don't have the songs up. But I, I'm the person that literally I get songs and I listen to them. Like, I will listen to it over and over again. I listen to a certain specific spot because I want to know exactly what they say. And that's why I like trap music, like, or just like, like a young thug. I can't listen to him because... For me, it's like no matter how many times I listen to this or I like try to tune it, I don't know what you're saying. And I hate not knowing. Like the part of me gets frustrated because I don't know what you're saying. So in the vein of trap music, why is if Young Thugger don't like you, don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you? What does that mean? You have to ask somebody. Yeah, Metro. If your Metro don't trust you, I'll shoot you. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Why are you say laughing? Say the lyric again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. If your metro don't trust your eyes, future. That's what it is. That's what future said at the beginning of Jumpman. I don't know I'm why so you laughing. Sorry, yo. <laughs> I'm so serious. That's why I don't understand why you laughing. Oh my gosh, yo. <laughs> this is giving me. <laughs> I'm Funny about if your metro don't trust you. I'm no, you, you gotta say it. How you just said? How you just said? Say it one time. Do it again. Do it again. Do it. If your metro don't trust you, I'll shoot you. <laughs> why metro gotta trust you? Like who is metro and why is he so important? Yo, you sound like somebody's like you. You know, you ever watched Tracy Ellis Ross videos? You know how uh-huh. like she be saying it, but she be so intense. But it's clearly like she really is concerned about. Wait, but why am I saying this? Like what? And every time you say, "If young Metro don't touch you, I'm gonna shoot you," <laughs> like what are you saying? <laughs> that was classic. That was so good, yo. Thanks for that laugh, yo. I just had a very very long day and a long behind conversation. They got real heated, and I needed. When I tell you I needed this laugh, I absolutely needed this laugh. But this, I still want to know who Metro is. <laughs> Google it. G O O G L E has all of the answers that you need. <laughs> this is y'all. Welcome to Brunch Culture. Y'all see what happens here at Brunch Culture. This is what. I have to deal with all the time. <laughs> My good friend Lisa V has absolutely no sense whatsoever. And it's not because, you know, she tries not to have sense. This is really how, you know, life works. <laughs> and this is great because she sincerely wants to know. <sighs> yeah. So we're going to Google it. That's what we go to. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's fine. You know, I just, I, just I don't have the answers. You know who does have, ha, did have the answers this week for Hillary? 
Bernie Sanders Bernie with the clapback game on strong. Comeback was just like atrocious. I freaking watched this debate and I'm, you know, you know how I feel about Bernie versus Hillary. I think Bernie is ideally he's great. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, ideally I want to feel the burn, but I'm thinking like in terms of actually coming in and getting stuff done, we got to got to have <laughs> these ideals like this stuff is just not going to work, right? We're not going to mm-hmm. go in here and blow up all these banks and like change the financial structures overnight. Like it's just not going to happen. It's we need the happen. banks. I mean, you know, it's it's there's so many. Um, Hillary Clinton said something. She was like, every time you disagree with something that uh, Senator Sanders thinks or he has a different plan, he tries to say that I'm the establishment. But I think it's really interesting because it's like, bro, you are part of the establishment as well. You're a career politician. Like you are the establishment. Um, I get what you're saying. And, and there's certain things it's like, OK, all right, this is establishment we need to go against. But at the end of the day, man, like this is not going to happen. Like, ideally, it sounds great, but it's not going to happen immediately. And I think a lot of people don't get that. However, Bernie Sanders has been clearly working with somebody that has like I keep saying this a fire. It's like a firecracker that he's working with. Like, it really is like I think it's some woman that like is the best debater there is and he really like they when they in practices they got him going back and forth and he's just killing it because last night he was on fire like dude literally he was like hitting hillary clinton with like and she still didn't answer the question and so since she didn't answer it i'm gonna answer it oh are you gonna answer the question now like he was just he was going in and i was like dang like it was very clear hillary clinton just wasn't ready for you know, I, I feel like she hold, she held her own in some cases. She definitely kept using red, red herring all the time, like which politicians do. Bernie Sanders does it a lot, but he was a lot more comfortable in just kind of calling her out for not answering the questions, particularly the questions about releasing the transcripts for her speeches. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just as iffy him not wanting to release his taxes is just as iffy saying that, oh, we're going to release one of them tomorrow. Um, and they're like, well, why don't you just release all of them? Like you can just get it. And he's like, well, you know, um, to me, it's kind of like the same types of thing. Uh, but when she was like, well, if they all, if all the candidates release their information, then I'll release mine as well. And he was like, oh, well, I'll do it. I was like, dang, bro. It's just like, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Simone Sanders, um, which is a, uh, an African American woman is his um national press secretary. And I think she's probably the one preparing him with the with the clapbacks. Look, I mean they are they were on the She day. actually follows me on Twitter. How? I don't understand. Oh, that's dope. I don't know why. Um and she doesn't follow that many people. Have so. you met her before? I have no idea who she is. I don't even know how we started following each other on Twitter. I think I started following her and then she started following me. Oh, I mean, that's dope, though. You got to follow. You follow by somebody that is important. And you like Bernie Sanders, so that works. Maybe he'll probably get you in on a campaign. You can be like Well, you their, know, I'm not a dim. They, you can be like their Republican liaison. No? Yeah. But I'm not going to vote for Bernie. I would vote for Hillary before I voted for Bernie. Womp, womp, womp. Only because I feel like he just, I don't think he has a good grasp of what's going on. Outside of him wanting to, I feel like he wants to do a lot of good. I just don't think he has the proper steps to get there. But yeah. I love his passion. Passion is good. Idealism, good heart. idealism is there. But you know, I don't know. I think he's a good dude. Honestly, I won't be mad if he got the nomination. I don't necessarily want him to get it, but if he got the nomination, you can't be mad because every I remember I, a friend of mine defaulted to. At this point, it's just anybody but Trump. Um, that's how a lot of people feel. <laughs> so speaking of Trump, his uh, the Apprentice got in the coalition the African American people that were on Apprentice before, not Omarosa. Black she's people. Actually. It's all right to say black people. You always sound very politically correct. You be like the African American. You remind <laughs> me of them Republicans that be scared to say black people, so they be like the African Americans. I be like, it's black people, yo. You can say it. Like I promise you, it's not bad. Like ain't nobody. <laughs> People of color. Uh, black, Goodbye. So the black people 
that were on the apprentice besides Amorosa because she's campaigning for him. So random. It's just, but anyways. Uh, but they said, you know, they appreciate what he did for them in business, but he's not. We need um, a Kennedy, not a Kardashian. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty bold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, essentially, that makes sense, though. That statement in itself makes sense because it's like you kind of put into this in today's time where everything is very much so about social media and it's about extremes and just getting like a headline. I feel like a lot of people see and I maybe myself is included. See, Donald Trump is the headline that just won't go away. He's he's ripped my passion for CNN away. Because he continues to dominate everything on the news. So I can't even really watch it anymore. Everything on mainstream news. I was talking to a couple people that actually have some theories behind why every time you talk about Republican, it's Donald Trump. And every time you talk about uh, Hillary Clinton, I'm sorry, the Democratic Party, it's Hillary Clinton. And they, they just had, I don't know, they had very interesting positions on what that meant. And why I was there and kind of like their funding and their backing and all of that good stuff, which I think is honestly very interesting. Uh, if you start to look at it, I mean, it, it's kind of it was a little along the lines of a conspiracy theory. So, you know, you kind of got to take those with a grain of salt. But in essence, it's still it was very interesting. It was an interesting, interesting take on it. But, you know, what can you say? It's the Donald, I guess. I don't. I I still keep thinking. Like I said, he's like the headline that never went away. I still. It still baffles me that um, this is your boy still in 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 a race and is the leader of the on the Republican side. Yeah, I got to yeah. get it together. Yeah, I think we've already fallen apart. Um, just like it seems like Shannon Brown and LeBron are with these DMs. So I keep hear, I keep I kept hearing about that. You know, I, when it comes to like celebrity gossip and stuff, I'm I always take it with a grain of salt. But I kept seeing on Instagram people talk about uh, Monica. Is she going to leave him? I would see pictures of them together. It's like, you know, Monica says she don't stand for this. So she needs to leave him. And I'm like, well, what happened? Because I didn't see. I'm thinking in order. It has to be like picture proof. Like you got to have like a video of, you know, them walking out of the hotel or something like that. But I don't what's going on. So I don't this is what I don't understand. So LeBron uh, screenshots, I mean not screenshot, apparently DM some Instagram model because they are all over Instagram apparently. Uh, and said, Hey, what's up? And people and then she screenshot and was like sliding in basically sliding into my DM. I don't necessarily think that's sliding into your DM. Um I mean I just feel like if she wanted to expose him, she probably should have interacted with him more than that. Right. <laughs> to be like, oh, I'm sure his wife was like, why did you say what's up to her? But again, that could be very innocent. Like, I mean, I mean, I just think it's weird. But I, that he would be DMing an Instagram model that he doesn't really know. But then the I read one report that said that the girl was actually... Um, one of his teammates' um, girlfriends. So I don't. Oh wow! I mean, if that's the case, I mean, I could see that being like legitimately, you know, just communicating with somebody. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's true. It could be. I, <laughs> I would. I just feel like you, if you want to expose somebody, you should have probably interacted with them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you should have probably got more to fish. So did she just screenshot him? Just hey, saying, what's, up? what's up? Yeah, that's what's why I was up? like, that's dumb. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, that's not, it's not necessarily proof. But Shannon Brown, he had a lot of, (laughs) the Monica situation, I just, I feel bad for Monica because she was just on Breakfast Club, like, praising him and saying, you know, they were asking her, did did she think she'll have a problem with Shannon and women because he's an athlete? And she was like, no, we don't have that issue. He's amazing, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, just sing his praises on national TV because not only are they on, um, they're on Diddy's network. They come on. Revolt. Not on G- Revolt yeah, TV. Revolt. Yeah, 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 they're on Revolt TV. So national TV, national radio, and YouTube. Um, 
singing his praises and then has somebody screenshot like he's apparently met with this girl they've had like exchanges of like sexual talk on Instagram my thing is like if as an athlete how can you be that trusting like if you're going to cheat how can you be that trusting in the age of screenshot I just feel like that's to me stupid a part of me feels like, because I, again, I, I I haven't seen anything, so I don't know. So Shannon Brown, the screenshots for Shannon Brown shows that like he was actually, he's like, it shows he had more of a relationship with the girl. Yeah. Like, so, you know, so here's the thing. And this is the thing for me. I think, you know, people aren't stupid. If we can think that way, clearly they can think that way. A part of me thinks that, well, that couldn't have been him. Like maybe, you know. He's using somebody else is using his account or maybe he has somebody else running his account. I don't necessarily I mean, unless you just that dumb, bro, but, you know, anybody that even knows who Monica is, you know, that that's kind of like one of the things that will send her through the roof. Um, she talks about it all the time. A lot of her music is about that. You know, when she starts talking about her feistiness or her having issues um, in previous relationships, it was always because of infidelity. So I feel like if you're going to do it, you got to kind of come in and be the mastermind at, you know, making sure I do this in such a way that it's not going to get back. And everybody knows Monica um, and they know you. So, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you're not just some smojo dude. Your, your, your woman is not some smojo girl. So to me, it's just I don't it's kind of hard to believe that. It would go come from a DM, yo. Like I don't. If Shannon Brown is stupid, then I, you know, <laughs> yeah, because I, it's very, very hard for me to believe that somebody is just going flat out like knowing all of the the the, the, the the stipulations and you know the situation that you're in, you just going flat out. DM like DM like come on not from Instagram DM like it's easy every cell phone now screenshots like you just know that it's gonna be a thing and you know it's you and you also know too that to even get a story um this I'm pretty sure somebody paid her for the exclusive she told somebody or had somebody call somebody and be like look I got text message proof to say that this is from Shannon Brown and I got the DMs to prove it. So somebody going to slide her a check so they can actually get it. And yeah, I, I feel like it, it's a setup for sure, for sure. So it would be stupid for him to ever do it. Yeah. I, so they were like, she's posting cryptic messages on her Instagram and she put, you never know what's happening in the homes, lives, minds and hearts of other people. When I pray, I not only pray for me, but I pray for everyone going through. May God bless and cover you all. Who put that? Monica. Monica? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's kind of like normal to Monica, though. You know, she always Yeah, does. that's why I'm... I didn't think yeah. it was like... But people were like... They wrote a story. Like, I think BT wrote a story. It was like cryptic message. Her responding about Shana oh, Brown. And I was just like... How do you get this out leave of this? They don't even alone, say the name. Yo, just leave folks alone. Let them do their thing, yo. Get I don't I, and again, this is coming from me who celebrity relationship gossip. I'm always just like, I right, let's just keep it moving. We are I don't want to hear it. But I, I mean, I guess the DM thing is really popping. I mean, we talked about it on here before, but I mean, I think Angela when she was Angela Simmons when she was on um 106 in Park. I mean, not 106 in Park. I don't know I'm why I played the Breakfast bro, Club with 106 in Park. a long time ago. I feel like the Breakfast Club is the new 106 in Park. But <laughs> in a sense for radio, if if that could be anything. But I feel like... I can't make the correlation. I guess because it's the it thing. I don't think they're aging and free, but I just feel like it's the it thing for our generation for mill- millennials to listen to. Okay. Okay, I get it. That's popular gotcha. right now. Okay, I that get has that. all the interviews. Um, but I, you know, when I think she was even saying that she got a message from Yo Gotti in her DM. Yeah, so, I mean, I not mean, that people it, do that. Yeah, I was just going to say, not that is 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 weird for people to use the DM. I think that's pretty normal, you know. But I think is <laughs> for somebody, Shannon Brown. 
knowing who you're married to, knowing that y'all have a daughter, knowing that a, a big thing for your wife is social media in general, particularly Instagram. That's kind of like the go to whenever people are talking about Monica posting things. She's always posting to Instagram. So for me to know who you are, your stature, your makeup, the situation, all this good stuff. Um, no, I don't mean stature, your status. And to know who, you know, the situation that you're in and then to use that same platform to, you know, facilitate or to talk about in a situation that you was in with some Instagram model. Like, you know, I just for me, it's one of those things of, yeah, I don't necessarily know if this is I don't think nobody's that dumb. Essentially, I just really don't think nobody's that dumb. I don't tell me what call it what you want, but I don't think that there's anybody on earth that would be that dumb. And if you are, that is a entirely different. Yeah. Conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's really rough. Well, well, <laughs> go ahead. Well, <laughs> that's crazy. Well, Shannon Brown was a t- former teammates with the guy who retired this week. Uh, Kobe Bryant had his last game. Um, so shout out to Kobe, even though I never liked him as a player. Uh, but shout out to him for being an incredible um, basketball player, bringing a lot to the game. I'm still pro King James, pro MJ. And I, I mean, I love what Steph Curry is doing right now. And he, shout out to him for 403 pointers, breaking the record or creating the record. I don't think that has ever existed. So I think he created a record. 403 pointers in the season and them their team beating the Bulls record and setting a new record for most wins in a regular season. So shout out to Steph Curry and Kobe Bryant for a phenomenal week. Shout out to them. Let Kobe have his moment. It's so funny. Every time I, I hear people talk about Kobe, they always bring up Steph Curry. And I was like, man, this man retiring. Let him let him have his moment. yo. Like this is this is his moment. Like, you know, st- no knock to Steph Curry, but you know we, we people have been talking about Steph Curry for a minute. Give Kobe this moment, man. This man got twenty years in the game. Like, let him have that moment. Did you see this thing with Aisha Curry? Uh, no, I don't. Really. I'm sorry, you don't follow her. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Apparently, at his interview at the end of the game, she came and he was interviewing with the woman, and uh, I don't. The correspondent was attractive woman and she came up to him and kissed his arm and then looked at the girl and held her arm and it, and it was like she's marking her territory and I was just like no I think she's just being playful oh. I don't I don't think it's that deep I was gonna but. say I, I did see I saw a picture I saw a photo of Steph Curry talking and she's like in the middle and she's making like this little face mm-hmm. um, but I think it was actually a meme maybe it was just a meme I thought, think it was just a meme that I saw um, and then I did see another photo with him. He had like a, a a kiss on his shoulder or something like that. But I, yeah, I don't really pay attention to it. Yeah. I, it's just funny how people can take that and like make whole stories. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean, it's the age of social media. Everybody's a journalist. <laughs> true. With That's very phone. true. That's very true. Well, so thank you. Yeah, that wraps up our scroll for this week and the craziness that happened we will be back for our main dish Now we're back with our main dish. Our main dish. It's Whoever the... you came with, who you came with. We're going to write you another song where you can have your own lyrics. And That is my own lyrics. Okay, right. 
it is my different tune. It's the same tune though. Okay. All right. Well. Wait. I mean, what do you want the lyrics to be? Do you want like <laughs> a whole jingle? You know, jingles work good. Jingles are pretty good. I'm, yeah. When I, well. I just almost started singing Jingle Bells. <laughs> and yeah, so what are we talking about this week on the main dish? Gender roles. Gotta talk about gender roles. Um, I called Randall. Was that yesterday? I no, feel like I all my days are running was... together. Wednesday. Was it, it was Wednesday because I. Yeah, it couldn't I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday. No, or Tuesday. It had to be Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday. It's been Tuesday. Yeah. Wow, time goes by so fast. I feel like that was like just yesterday, but Tuesday, um, I was like, man, I was like, we are. I I need to get back to the north because this south thing is killing me. Um, I was like, I told, I was talking to a friend of mine. And I was like, yeah, I got a meeting. With one of my mentors and she was like oh you still meet with him like one-on-one by yourself because he's he's like a man and i'm just like what <laughs> and i was just like it is a like no not to my friend it's i was like it is such a south thing it's like a southern thing right like, and i was just i was thinking about that because it was like man it's like I'm a if if a, if a guy was like yeah I got to meet with my mentor and it's a man nobody would say anything, but it's because I'm a single woman, and he's a married man that people are like oh y'all meeting and it's just like yeah because he's my mentor right. like it's so weird and so I think this whole idea led me into a conversation of gender roles and like the su- South idea is still like. I feel like we're, I don't want to say 20 years back, because I feel like that's, that's like real ancient, but maybe 10 years. We're like 10 years back. Would you say 10 years? No, I'd probably say about 40 years. Oh, dang. You went way back. Because think about it. 20 years ago was probably in, well, 20 years ago was like the 90s, the late 90s. Mm -hmm. It's like 96. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think... I mean, maybe 10 years ago was 2006. It definitely is not two years ago. I'm thinking like 80s, 70s. So I think, no, I think I really do. I think in your in this particular situation, one of the the struggles and that the things that it points out, if you will, is that there's this idea of, oh, well, what was the woman like? You know, you got to be. If you're meeting with a, a guy in private, there has to be something that is uh, beyond just business. You know, you having a mentor should always be a woman. Uh, you can't, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. Or even if you, you have a, a mentor that is a man, then his wife needs to be a part of it. And a part of me and I, I, I have these conversations all the time in terms of understanding why I believe a certain way or why I think I think think a certain way. Cause I, I, I had to question myself and say, okay, check this. So let, let's say my sister uh, was going to go meet up with her mentor. Would I think twice about, you know, her safety or, you know, where are you guys meeting what's going on? Like, I think I would just naturally worry about that just, you know, because of who I am as well as this is something that probably, if I'm not used to this happening all the time, it would be a thing. But I think for me, it just kind of becomes uh, the the idea of perhaps there might be something more going on or there's an opportunity or a space for something that's going on. For me, it's like you got to recognize where that comes from. And then you kind of got to start to challenge that in order for you to move forward, because women do exist in the workspace. Women exist in business. Women are entrepreneurs. Women are take on all of these different roles that men traditionally have taken on. And not only do they take on these roles, but they excel at these roles. And so in a space and a time where you can have a woman CEO or you can have a woman visionary, you can have a woman entrepreneur, you can have, you know, a woman, anything, you kind of got to know that much like 
men, we're going to go off and say, hey, we are going to have a meeting together um, or I'm just going to, you know, we're going to have a business meeting. We're going to play golf together. I know it seems very awkward, but because women exist in these space, if a woman plays golf and is good at golf and she's actually on the golf course hitting, you know, hitting the, hitting the balls with the guys, like it's kind of like it's weird. We're not used to seeing it. But I kind of got to understand why it's happening because she is existing in this space and existing in this world right like along with them. Yeah, right along with them. So she is she becomes a part of 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 this culture now, and you kind of have to make an adjustment to understand that. And in making that judgment and understanding that, you kind of got to also check, you know, your normal and traditional way of approaching things because that is going to be off-putting um that is going to potentially cause you know rifts or issues or just even honestly you just looking extremely ignorant and extremely ancient and dated like from 40 years ago because you're like well why are you guys meeting together like alone and it's like well we got business to take care of you know what i'm saying it's not <laughs> it like wasn't I'm, like a it was like at panera right <laughs> During lunch hours. Right, right. And that's the thing. So it's like, it's not like we're like, oh, we're going to go to the Omni Hotel, the Ritz Carlton, and we're going to check in a room together. We're about to talk business. Okay. You know, that might be like, uh, where are you going? But it's like, we're going on to meet for a lunch date in a populated area where everyone's going to be. Um, and we're going to discuss business. And this is not the first time. This is probably not, well, undoubtedly not going to be the last time myself or any other woman would go um, to do that. So I would imagine your situation was kind of like, well, why would this, you know, why would this be a thing? But I think it really does speak to a, a bigger thing of <clears throat> the way that gender roles work in the South and the North are extremely different. Um, yeah, because I, still... I feel like this conversation wouldn't have, wouldn't have ever happened in D.C. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Well, okay, let us know when you get, you know what I'm saying? I think it's just when people are used to a certain way of life or when people aren't used to seeing women bosses in a male-dominated field. Right. Like I say all the time, my field is male-dominated. I work with the most of the interaction I have is with the men who who are pastors of churches. Right. So there's no escaping it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I, there's no pivoting out of this. Um, right. So I have to interact and they're not used to seeing a woman do it. Um, and they, they're not used to seeing a woman. They're not used to seeing a black woman. And so, and I'm young. So it's like, I'm blazing a trail. So it's like, Oh, I've never seen that done before. So it looks weird because it's like, well, pastors usually meet with other pastors and other pastors are usually men and I'm not a pastor, but I, my feel, I have to interact with them. Right. So it's going to look weird because it's never been done. Yeah. And, 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 and that, in that sense though, I think that that speaks to you having to, cause you're going to face, you know, different challenges than honestly anybody else you're probably going to face things where it is going to people are going to start to have a certain perception of you or people are going to start to question you know the authenticity of what you're doing or if there is other things going on and it's 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 one of those things where i can't i realize and just in a lot of things ever since we did the, sh the show on black church sex i've been saying this a lot to a lot of people ever since we did the black church sex show if you guys haven't heard it go back and check that show out and also go to twitter and look at the hashtag um ever since we did that show my eyes have been very open to un trying to understand women's issues and I, I don't feel like i can ever you know advocate for it but just because i don't i really don't completely understand them i don't understand all of the layers and i never um, want to be in a position where I'm trying to, you know, advocate for something or, or argue for something that I don't fully get. Like, I don't get all of the layers. Um, but what I can say is when I hear things and I'm kind of like, well, you know what? That honestly makes sense. Like, it really does make sense. And, and I think it's really important to understand why you believe that way. There's a lot of ideas that I have about gender roles that are very traditional in, in terms of, you know, me walking on the side of a road and out on the outside of the road and a woman walking on the inside of the road, me holding doors, 
me opening opening doors, me you know standing outside to pump the gas, um, <clears throat> not you know being not getting in the car before a woman does, getting in the car afterwards, like all of these things. I kind of, you know, just because of the way that I was raised and I was weird and reared and, you know, these things were taught to me as this is the way that you handle them. No matter who the woman is, no matter what the situation is, here is how you need to conduct yourself as a man. And I believe in those things. Right. I hang on to them. But I also realize where it comes from, why I believe this way, why I feel that way. So if I am introduced to a woman that is just kind of like, that's not going to fly for me in any, into any capacity. I'm able to, you know, not be like, Oh, she crazy. Um, now I do think some approaches are crazy. I I've, I've had this conversation. I'm not sure if I shared this on the air before, but, um, at work, I held the lady, I held the door for a lady at my work and she actually kind of, I mean, she didn't go off and like curse me out or anything, but she like went in on not in the workplace, not in the workplace. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I was like, what? And I, and I was, because I held the door. We were coming back from, uh, we were like walking to the door. There's this like one secure door. So we had to get in the door, right? So, you know, I unsecure the door, open the door, and I tell her to go in. And she was like, no, you first. And I was like, oh, no, go ahead, ladies first. And she's like, not in the workplace, not in the workplace, not in the workplace. And I'm like, wait, 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 what just happened? And she was like, no, you go in. In the workplace, I'm your equal. And I'm like, never said that you weren't. was holding the door. (laughs) Like, I don't really get it. And so I was like, oh, you know, I was just trying to give you things she was like you said ladies first i'm your equal there is no ladies in the in the workplace we are equivalent so you don't hold the door for me you go through the door and let, you know you and even if you are going to hold the door for me you don't say it's because ladies go first like i'm your equal and i'm thinking to myself this is absurd like i haven't said that you weren't my equal but in the moment well not honestly not in the moment because i really didn't get it it took me a while um <laughs> it yeah it really took me a while i had to talk to multiple people about this but w- removed from the situation i started thinking and i was like okay so i say ladies first and i've been taught ladies first because in the south that's what we do um and maybe if like you somebody is from the south and they don't do that you know it's not whatever this is just kind of how i was trained so in the south where i'm from in my city in my hood with my mama um and even with my dad like this is this is the way you can operate and like this is how it works. And so for me, that's just kind of like that's my norm. And I'm like, she's from a different place. She probably doesn't, you know, has had bad experiences in terms of that. And then on top of that, she's in leadership like she's actually in leadership in my organization as well. So I'm pretty sure, you know, that me saying that to to her is me being courteous from my perspective, but from her perspective, she probably has had to deal with, you know, some guy trying to treat her differently because she was a lady. And so she took this position of, you know what? Absolutely not. You won't consider me a lady at all. Um, and in my mind, I was like, you know, she probably ain't got no man. She probably mad. Like initially it was just like, she probably mad. She probably lonely. Found out this lady got like a husband and kids. And it's just kind of like, wow, it really makes me check my own position again. Because it's like, God dang, for all of the reasons before that I would think like a woman would not want this to be done to them in the South because they probably just angry and hate men. It's like, she actually doesn't hate men at all. She really has, you know, there's another reason for her to feel this way. And so I think it just, it really has challenged me to understand why I think certain ways and then also be open to knowing how those thought processes and the way that I think can't always transpire to every arena that I'm in because it does create a space where I am expecting a woman to respond to something simply because she's a woman and she's saying that that's not going to work. I don't subscribe to that. And, you know, you got to you're going to have to come with something different in this space because I want to be viewed as an equal. And if you would hold the door for because my, my argument to that was I remember thinking about it and being like, well, I sometimes, you know, if I open if somebody is that close behind me. I'll usually open the door and then just be like, go ahead, go in and I'll go after you. And even if it was like a dude, but I'm thinking 
you know, in that situation, if a guy was like, go ahead, I wouldn't be like, oh, well, gentlemen first, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, men first. It'd be like, nah, all right, bro, you know, I let you go because you were kind of right on my heels, but I'll just walk through the door. It's like not that big a deal. But, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm always trying to understand uh, the people's perspectives and really try mm-hmm. to give some weight to it and understand where it's coming from. And then that leads me to really understand that, like when you're dealing with gender roles and it's in the workplace and in a business setting, um, a business environment, which is very like rigid and structured and you got to have, you know, there, there are checks and balances and there's things that you got to like document to say, you know, this is how it goes. When you're in that type of environment, you cannot, really take I can't really take these like traditional ways of approaching women in there um, or I shouldn't have because that is not going to that's ultimately going to be off putting and it's probably going to put me in a lot of uncomfortable situations just simply because I'm thinking that like oh this is the way it should be done and that's just not the case mm-hmm. yeah and I think it's it's you know I don't I think when people like women are saying, you know, I don't want you to hold the door. It's just like, man, I've, they probably have a uphill battle in the workplace constantly. You know what I'm saying? Because I never thought what I'm experiencing now. I never really thought through it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't that like, I wouldn't say I'm a feminist or a womanist. I wasn't like, I, I, I didn't really get it. You know what I'm saying? Until right. I started going through it. And then I was just like, dang, like, you kind of shaped me. Or, dang, like, well, why are you thinking like that? Like, come on now. I, You know, you see, and then you start to see things and you realize why people have this perception of why they're speaking out. It's because, like, this is a real thing. Like, yeah. you're just trying to do your work and just trying to get ahead and just trying to do what you feel purpose to do. And you got all these extra hoops to jump through. And so, especially as a minority woman, because you already, you're already black. Like, black people have to work twice as hard to get half as far already. And then you add the woman component. So you're a double minority. Um, And it's like, now I got to work four times as hard just to get, half as far you know what i'm saying right. now i'm working more than black men so i can be respected and then i have to do all this extra stuff just so you won't think sideways about what i'm doing and it's like hey i'm just really trying to get stuff done so it really bogs down on you because you're like man i don't want to be i'm constantly thinking about my perception i'm constantly trying to think about like okay I remember I was at a conference and I was talking to a pastor and he was like, come and sit, come and come down and sit with me and the rest of the pastors and talk. Mm-hmm. And one of the girls that was assistant, she pulled me to the side. And she was like, you know, you can't do that. And I was like, yeah, I know. She was like, it's not going to look good for you to be at a table full of men and the only woman. And I was like, yeah. And it sucks because I needed those contacts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to help push me forward. But because of the way it looked, I couldn't do it. Oh. And it's just like, dang. So in my field, I have to, you know, that's another obstacle to me getting where I need to go. Uh, because I can't even just sometimes sit at the table and have a conversation. Right. Unless I find like two other women to sit at the table and they probably not going to know what the heck is going on. You know, at the time. So, you know, you have to kind of those extra things are are things you have to to deal with. And it sucks, but it like comes with the territory. And you and that's why I think people when you're like, man, well, dang, I was just opening the door for you. <laughs> and it's kind of like you don't know what I go through Monday through Friday just trying to get respect. Yeah. And that's why, honestly, that that really is what for me opened me up a lot and kind of changed my my thoughts on because at first initially I just I did not get it for whatever and like I got the fact that you know she felt slighted to whatever degree 
but I just did not get the fact. Like, why are you flipping me out, lady? Like, it's really not that big a deal. Like, for real, for real. I'm I just hold a dang on door for you. But I realized, too, that it's bigger than that. You know, it's deeper than that. And I think that's the part for me personally that I'm always trying to. I say this all the time on the show. Like, I don't necessarily have to get or be able to, uh, you know, say that, hey, you know, I, I understand and I've been there. Like, I don't have to have been there, but I just really need to shut up sometimes and listen to what's happening. And, and that that really it was like a, a, a an eye opener for me because I was like, wow, you know, I, I realized that this probably was tied to something else, uh, tied to something bigger. And because you are trying not to be seen any longer as, you know, second class or, you know, not as good or kind of like, uh, oh, well, you know, here's the woman. Let's like look out for her because you don't want to be seen as that anymore. It really, you know, I was just a, unfortunately I was somebody that kind of just kind of got it in that moment. It was just like a nice gesture, but it just was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back for you. And you're just like, I'm not dealing with that, but it's understanding that you've had to go through more things to be there. So anyway, since we are on, we're talking about gender roles. Um, do you think that gender roles are ever uh, are, are ever necessary or do you think that they're necessary in today's time? I won't say ever, but do you think that they're in 20, 2016? Do you think that gender roles are necessary? Mm, that's tricky. I think they have to evolve. I think it's necessary depending on the situation you're in. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you have to be open to communicate with in relationship about how you want it to operate. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. some people are bosses at work, but then they want to come home and want their husband to be the boss. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they don't, they want to take the submissive role at, at home and then they want to take the boss role at work. They want to switch it on and off. Mm -hmm. I think that's okay if you've discussed it. Right. Um, with the person that you're in relationship with. But I think that you have to, if, I think you have to be real, you have to communicate really, really well what you want because some people might say, well, you're being inconsistent. You know what I'm saying? Um, absolutely. <laughs> but the, I mean, I think you have to, and then I feel like it could be fluid in relationships. I mean, okay, uh, this needs to be cleaned. You're, I'm working overtime, wash the dishes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, the kids need to be bathed. Like, you know, it's just like, it can't, I don't think it could look like what it looked like in the twenties and you know, this whole man works women stay at home because that's not the reality. Most marriages need two incomes to stay afloat in this economy. Especially if you have student loan debt. Oof. So you need three. The baby gotta get a job too. My baby gonna be a model. Out the gate. Gerber baby. <laughs> Johnson and Johnson, you got to you got to earn your keep. So if you're gonna you that's so, you know, if you're looking at something old, you're going to say, well, she wasn't working. That's all she did was at home. So, of course, like the home needs to be kept because she's at home. Like, what else is she doing? Like, right, right. But if you're working, then I think you take turns with things because y'all both are working 40 hours a week. Like, it's just it would be to me, it's crazy to depend on somebody to do what you think. Like women sometimes can take out the trash. I mean, like, I mean, I don't know it. The way I grew up, you know, I sometimes took out the trash. My brother sometimes took out the trash. It was like really whoever was home or close to the trash. Like right. it wasn't like, oh, you can't take out the trash. Now I do ask my dad if something's wrong with my car. I always ask him, but that's because I have no idea what to do with the car and I right. never want to learn right I'm sure if I asked him he'd teach me but I don't have a desire to do it so I just let him do it like you know so I think it could be like I don't I just I just feel like they have to be fluid based on 
what the situation is. That's what I think my biggest thing is they have to be fluid based on the relationship between the two people. Um, I think and it, it, a part of that comes with having to be open on both sides. Right. Um, I explained to you, I had this long conversation with one of my friends. It was turned into like a heated debate. And one of the things that my my position is, is that, you know, no matter what's happening in, in society and in culture, I think that you have to consider, we ha- always have to consider why we feel certain ways based on culture. Um, a lot of what we do, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, this is based on my belief system or it's based on my religion, uh, which is largely influ- influenced by culture. I don't think people understand how much, you know, what you do is influenced by culture. And I think if you just took a moment to, to think back, you know, 50 years ago at what it looked like for you to be this way and to be whatever it is that you are, whether it's like, you know, your faith base or whether it is even in your job, like or your schooling or your your fraternity or your sorority, whatever it, it looked like then. And you compare it to what you look like now. There are variations from then to now. And it's really based on the change of culture, what we as a society has deemed as accepted. Uh, acceptable what just how things are changed like culture really impacts where we are and I think that within a relationship if you guys have defined gender roles and that works for your relationships that's absolutely okay but you also have to understand that in the grand scheme of things once you leave your home once you leave that relationship and you're not dealing with that person that you're so used to dealing with that culturally Things are have changed on the outside. So if you try to superimpose these gender roles on other people, you're probably going to end end up with the short end of the stick because you are not willing to adjust and make a movement um, or to, to even consider that, you know, your way is not the only way. I think that's when it becomes a problem. Um, I don't necessarily know if. I believe that they're necessarily that they are necessary. And this is coming from someone that was raised in a single parent home. So I always off the gate am like, you know, my view on gender roles is probably going to be skewed or different from somebody like you that was raised in a two parent home. Like you probably saw gender roles work and they probably work really well. But for me, that wasn't my makeup. Mama had to do, you know, next to everything in a sense. And so for me, there was there was a lot of like. Well, I I get and I still believe, you know, a man should do this. I always took out the trash. That was just like my job. My sisters didn't have that job. Um, So if in, in, in a scenario of taking out the trash, I do believe that, you know, that's my thing. But my mom would take out the trash too. my sisters would take out the trash. At the end of the day, it became like, this is your duty. This is your chore. But if you're not here, if the trash overflows and you're not there, I don't care who it is. It needs to be done. Um. So make it happen. And even when it came to like raking leaves and getting outside and doing that thing, I remember, you know, I was always the essentially the project manager. So it was my responsibility. But my sisters, I had to delegate tasks. I had to let them know, you know, this is how we're going to do it. Here's going to be the plan. I'm going to do this portion. You're going to do this portion or the two of us are going to rake. You're going to hold the bag. We're going to kind of sweep it in the back. Like I literally had to come up with a plan to get it done. So it was like it's my responsibility. But we're this is a whole collaborative effort of the three of us making things happen. So I just, you know, I think that gender roles are it's not horrible. I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think that we we have to understand how culture, you know, shapes our thought process of it today and shapes everyone's thought process of it today. And then also understand how tradition, which is based off of old school culture, has really shaped what we think are, you know, as a man's role or a woman's world. I remember having this long conversation with one of my old friends and he was saying that he doesn't think it's his job to nurture his children and to love on his kids. That's his wife's job. Um, and so he was like, you know, I don't antis- I don't expect to come home and have to ask my children how was their day at school or if they are sad and afraid or they're crying. That's th- that's my wife's job to go into take care of them and i was like bro what rock like who what are you talking about one of the for people that don't have fathers or even people that have fathers and their fathers weren't affectionate to them 
that causes a problem. Like, what do you mean? That's not your job. You know, my job is to go and to make sure that you, you you're smart and that you know how to be a hardworking person. And then you're going to raise somebody that's going to be emotionally jacked up and have all these problems and these issues. And they're going to in turn give that to their children. It's going to be this never ending cycle, all because you think that you're not supposed to love on your kids because a woman is better suited to love children. Like who thinks this way? Like, what are you talking about? And trying to get him to realize that that came from old school. Like, and, and, and I was like, yo, you know, no, not to your parents, but like maybe that came from your parents or your grandparents or it came from somebody, but that is so old school and not correct. Like we know there's actual data that shows that, you know, you need you know, both of those parents, those parents that whoever your parents are, whoever your guardians are, you need both of them to love on you. You need them. You know, it makes you feel validated. You want to know who you are. You you, you don't you need this man, this <clears throat> love from this guy just as much as you need this love from a woman like you can't just deny it simply because, you know, that's a woman's job. That's what she's supposed to do. All right, bro. We'll see how your kids turn out. Like, what the heck? Yeah. So, y'all tell us what y'all think about uh, gender roles. Do you think they're fluid? Do you think that we um, that we are wrong? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Hashtag chat BC. And we'll be back with our toast or roast. You a bad girl and your friends bad too. Oh, you got the swag, saucy dripper swag goo. You a bad girl and your friends bad too. Oh, you got the swag, saucy dripper swag goo. Oh. All right, we are back with the toast or roast. I have a toast this week. No, I actually have a roast. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, so this week, I'm going to make it really fast. I've been out apartment shopping, hunting, looking for apartments, um, found, you know, some pretty good stuff. Went to this one place and it was like towards the end of the night. I got there maybe like 30 minutes before they closed. Right. So when I got there, there was nobody there in walks like five six other people right behind me so the leasing agent was gone he was showing an apartment came back in let him know hey you know i'm looking for a place and of course he's like okay you know i can show you well, he wanted to see what everybody else needed right maybe i can take you guys on the tour together well nobody else needed a tour it was just me but one some of the other people in there had other issues oh i need to drop this off i need to do this i need to do this one lady and her i'm assuming husband they needed to sign something. Right. So apparently I think they were like renewing their lease and maybe they needed to sign something for the renewal. It was going to require him to go through a bunch of files to print something off, like essentially more time than he had to do it. He was like, well, I'm going on this tour. The tours usually last about 25 to 30 minutes. If you want, you can hang out here. I'm supposed to lock up in about 30 minutes. I'll, you guys can hang out here. I'll be back in 30 minutes. Once I wrap up with the tour, we can do it. The lady was like, Oh, well, we need this done now. It's the deadline. He was like, you know, I understand. I have another customer that came in and they wanted to view apartments. So she started to flip out. She started to kind of go, you know, this doesn't make any sense. And um, customer service. And he was like, well, you know, it's the end of the night. I'm the only leasing agent here. Um, and she was like, well, they said that I had to do it today. You're right. He was like, yeah, I mean, we can do it today. I'll just be back in 30 minutes. I've already been waiting for 40 minutes. Because you weren't here. Well, how this works is, you know, there's a leasing agent. We show things. You can drop things off. But I've been here since eight o'clock this morning. It's now five forty five. You know, you haven't been here. Well, I'm busy. I'm busy. I don't have time to just wait around. Well, look. And so I'm just like I'm sitting there looking like and I was like, hey, man, you know, if you want to take her, you can. And he was like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But it just annoyed me. I was like, and the way she was talking to him, I think, is what really frustrated me. I hate when people 
I feel like when somebody's in a service position, they feel like they can just talk to people any kind of way. And mm-hmm. she was just literally firing off on this dude. And I'm like, lady, they've been open since eight o'clock, 8 a.m. It's 5.35, You just <laughs> decided you want to bring your fat behind in here. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I just got so annoyed because she, the way that she was talking to him, it was so disrespectful, like extremely condescending. And she was just like, she had all these excuses of why he just needed to stop what he was doing because she didn't have time. And so, you know, he was like, well, ma'am, it's unfair because everything is on a first come first serve basis. It's unfair that he just, you know, he got here. He's been waiting and he was next in line. So that means you came after him. And for me to stop what I'm doing to to, you know, to help you out when he's been here waiting just as long as he came first, like this is first come first serve. And she was like, I'm going to write to the to corporate. You have bad customer service skills. And he was like, well, ma'am, if that's what you want to do, he gave her a card. He was like, you know, here's the one eight hundred number. You can definitely explain it to to corporate. Um, you know, maybe they can do something to help you out. And she was like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't think that uh, I, I shouldn't be late because of this. He essentially ended up telling her, like, you know, you can sign it later. But it, it was so frustrating to me because I was like, I hate this. I loathe seeing people treat people in service positions the like wrong. And so I'm roasting this lady. I don't even know what her name is. I just know that she really looked like she needed. Yeah, I'm going to keep it PG. <laughs> she like she just really, really frustrated me. and She was so disrespectful. And if you a person like that, you know, somebody like that. One thing when you're in service roles and I think it's because I've been in service roles. So I always approach things like, look, I'm not here to disrespect you. You don't disrespect me. I'm not going to disrespect you. Let me try to understand your position. At the end of the day, you've been op- open since eight o'clock. I showed up at 530, 30 minutes before you were closing. Um, yeah, I knew there's a chance that you probably were going to be gone and busy. What can we do to work this out? How can I? Maybe that means I have to wait a little bit longer. All right. It's unfortunate. I'm mad. I want to go home. I need to eat. Whatever. Because that was the other thing. That's what she kept saying. She was like, it's dinner time. You're going to make me miss dinner. Who are you? <laughs> what? So, yeah, I'm roasting this lady. And y'all don't be don't be that person. Please don't. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Well, I'm toasting this week. Um, uh, I read the story on CBS News just like a few hours ago, and I'm still like blown away. So an innocent man ends up pals with the crooked cop that framed him. That's the headline. Apparently, the cop was just um arresting guy black men targeting black men um and he planted evidence on him and because of that the 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 black guy was sentenced to prison um some years later the white cop was um they found out he was corrupt he was sent to prison because of that he was the black guy was exonerated um and they ended up working at the same um work release place and the black guy was like this whole time in prison he couldn't wait to get out to find the cop and beat his behind Uh, but it ended up being like this christian organization they were working for and they so happened they ended up at the same place in a small town and they had it out and um the guy the white guy was like man i'm sorry you know but this man served four years I think in prison for a crime he didn't commit and the black guy said he accepted his apology and from that they just became cool and they became friends and the black guy even recently told a man I love you man you're my basically like you're my brother and he was like I didn't forgive him for him I forgave him for us and they're like the best of friends now and I was just like wow that is like grace forgiveness on steroids I can't even like comprehend that uh outside of jesus Kudos i was like this him. is a amazing story it made me like check myself um i was like wow forgiveness and reconciliation is possible so kudos to them these two guys i almost want to interview them and um 
figure out how they did it because that's that's like really overcoming. Cool <laughs> okay. to them. Great job. <laughs> Not for me. Glad it's your toast. Not my calling in life. I can't do it. I don't. You know, I I think there's a time to forgive, but there's a lot some things that need to happen um, before this forgiveness just kind of comes willy nilly. And I'm, you know, I'm I support. Oh, well, I'm, I mean, it was some time four years he had to dwell on uh, for uh, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> It didn't it didn't seem like it happened overnight, as far as even him seeing him. I'm probably need 40 years to get over it. I just don't necessarily know. But hey, you know what? That that was your toast. Go ahead. <laughs> well, we're going to leave you with today's good vibe. This good vibe comes from F. Bruce Williams. It says, it takes just as much energy to make it to make an excuse as it does to make a decision. Use your energy wisely. Love um, I love it. Just, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Be Don't a part of the solution. Do not be a part of the problem. Being a part of the problem is creating exclu- excuses. Being a part of the solution is trying to create solutions. Sometimes those solutions mean finding solutions within yourself. I love it. Yes. So thank you for listening to another episode of Brunch Culture. As always, you can check out our website and all our past episodes at www.brunchculturebc.com. You could uh, follow us on Twitter at Brunch Culture, on Instagram at Brunch underscore culture, and on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Brunch Culture. You can also subscribe on iHeartRadio um, by searching um, Brunch Culture on iHeartRadio or searching Brunch Culture on iTunes to subscribe on iTunes. Um, yeah. And here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.